Hello, and welcome to the Hub Marketing Tech Podcast. Uh, normally, I give a big spiel at the beginning. Let's just get into it. What are we talking about? Well, hi, it's Kim Davis here. Um, there is a juicy topic this week. We are going to have a conversation about conversational commerce. Mm-hmm. And I, first of all, I should just give credit to Chris Messina, uh, a blogger has been known in the past as Factory Joe. He's the guy who's credited with inventing hashtags, so he knows all about online conversations. Um, He seems to have coined this term, conversational commerce. He's been writing about it. And the theme is that conversational commerce is the big thing for 2016. And uh, let me give you some reasons for for believing that. Uh, One is that around the beginning of the year, the biggest messaging apps like Facebook Messenger, WeChat, WhatsApp, they actually went past the biggest social networks in terms of millions of users. Um, It's increasingly a two-way street for brands and services which previously were used to a unidirectional channel where they sent messages to customers and maybe they got some some social media feedback. But now people are using these messaging apps to talk directly to brands and increasingly, and obviously one very big player here was Uber, uh, using the messaging channel to actually uh, make purchases, to discover goods, to get receipts, make credit card payments, all happening in that space. Mm-hmm. And that's very different from a typical marketing space. Um, another guy I'd like to quote, Sam Lessin, a former Facebook product management VP, said, there's a fundamental shift that's going to change the type of applications that get developed and the style of service development. And one of the reasons is these messaging apps um, are a lot, a lot faster, cheaper, and easier to develop than typical applications. So is it the end of apps as we know it? Probably not, but are apps going to take a second place? Now that we've just all got used to mobile marketing and social marketing, here comes a completely new form of marketing. Mm-hmm. So the question is whether or not these mobile chat apps will that enable brands to participate on them will uh, supersede development of standalone apps. Will become more important in the conversation and also the other question is um, how do marketers yet again adapt to getting brand messages across in this new environment? Right. Well, a couple of thoughts. One being that uh, the messaging part of it still requires a human on the other end. And when you're talking to your uh, friend, obviously you would be disappointed if your friend were actually a bot, <laughs> your friend's bot that you thought you were talking to your friend. But to brands, it's you know this one-to-one um, conversation that could happen through messaging apps is very costly and the AI, the bots aren't there yet. So it's early days. The idea and, and, you know, who's to say whether it's WhatsApp or whether, you know, the Apple or or, uh, Android develops a sort of native texting functionality. So it's wide open space, but I do think the AI will get good enough that you know, sort of the equivalent of the dash button right now for Amazon when you want a new uh, uh, bottle of laundry detergent, you can just press a button. So I think that messaging will um, become
become more uh, more sort of automated uh, with brands. The question is, so that's if a, a human wants to reach out to a brand for customer service or a question, what happens when automated messaging can happen as far as outbound marketing? Um, that's going to be a difficult question to answer. Yeah, a couple of thoughts on that. Some people are saying, you know, whether you're dealing with a human or a bot on the other end, do you care as long as you don't really notice a difference? And this means, of course, that what we're going to see is a kind of real-life touring test. Right, right. Uh, you know, like, are you, are you talking to a robot or a human being? Well, if we get to the point with the AI where you can't really tell, at least in the context and that level of conversation, then it really doesn't matter. Um, another thought is Twitter. Why doesn't this work for Twitter? And I've got a, a piece coming up on the Hub next week where I'm going to be talking to Rob Locascio, who's the founder of Live Person. Um, very much a discussion, yeah, discussion about messaging involving live human beings. But uh, you know, I asked him why isn't Twitter a great channel for brands and. He said, well, for one thing, it's not private, like messaging. True. I mean, usually use Twitter when you want to go out there and rant publicly about a brand. It's not, not secure, and it's really real time. There are some transactions where it doesn't matter to us whether it's in real time or not. But, you know, if, if you're on a chat or if you're on a message, uh, in a message channel, then you want to feel that the other person or bot is listening and going to respond to you pretty much right away. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if there's opportunities for Twitter to develop something along these lines. Well, it's, I mean, they do have direct messaging and they have enabled it so that uh, you can open up your DMs to anyone, which any journalist, especially female journalist, has found is a really bad um, um, scene. Uh, when you get the the internet, uh, random people being able to message you, um, so it's it's difficult to really. Twitter would have to reimagine what it is because everything they say publicly is about um, you know open communication and and media and democracy and and all of that so. They would have to, you know, the, the famous P word, completely pivot to only focusing on that. And I don't think they'd catch up to WhatsApp. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's maybe the thing that people aren't talking about enough, that if these maps nail one-to-one -one communication from brands and the audience uh, is receptive to it, then that's very very bad for Twitter yeah yeah and I mean let's give some credit to Facebook because the other side of this coin is that Facebook had a lot of announcements at F8 last week um, especially about Facebook Messenger uh, a bit of context again something like 900 million users 50 million businesses and last year Facebook Messenger was the fastest growing US app uh, among the things they're talking about is uh, a send and receive API which will support images, interactive bubbles, calls to action, all those kind of familiar uh, marketing strategies, and also um, discovery. I mean, knowing which companies are out there, uh, Messenger is going to have a more prominent 
search function. So again, it sounds like Facebook is leaps and bounds ahead of the competition again on this. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking more about how Twitter would even tackle this, they'd probably have to go the route of Facebook and unveil a, an, a standalone app for um, this sort of messaging idea um, and probably call it something else, um, which I don't know. There must be some, I mean... Twitter must have looked at WhatsApp or looked at one of their competitors at some point in time um, to buy them to because that's sort of their strategy. Uh, but, you know, it's sort of Facebook. I, I don't know that many people like to use Facebook Messenger. Like, I do not like the fact that I have to download a separate app to use it. And they're quite... Um, devilish about it that you'll get a notification that you got a message on the Facebook proper app but you can't access it unless you have the messenger app so I, I don't know I mean maybe it's a problem that Twitter can solve but I don't see an obvious solution to it let's take a look at Facebook Messenger today and I must admit I come to this as a kind of like a non-user I use my phone to text people but I really haven't used messenger apps but I you know, I downloaded Facebook Messenger, and one thing is certainly true, whichever device you're on, once you've got it, then it's like it's in action already. You don't have to configure things, you don't have to load up friends. It, it came up on my laptop, I never opened it on my laptop before, already with like a message field for the person I would most likely send a message to. So right. It's a very easy thing once, you, once you've got it. Yeah, and, and then, you know, some of it's probably generational. Um, there's plenty of... Uh, stories out there that I've seen recently about um, millennials or whatever the generation after millennials are that the first time they've ever used email is when at their first job so you know in as much as younger generation will be flummoxed that some of our generation haven't used whatsapp yeah. vice versa um, but clearly you want to be developing an app, a service to serve uh, the next, you know, kids that are growing up now, not not us. Right. And assuming that this is going to be an important marketing channel, is it really just a step beyond what marketers already have to think about with things like Snapchat and Vine? Because presumably the kind of campaign messaging you're going to be able to do on these channels is very short form videos, easy to load images, that kind of thing, rather than any extended addresses to your audience. Yeah, I, I just don't think they are necessarily staffed correctly to really take advantage of this. And I don't know exactly how you staff you. Again, you know, maybe some of these chat apps have tools beyond, um, uh, beyond what the normal user uses to to, to manage this, but you know, I'm in a WhatsApp chat with uh, some family members, and you, you know, you go off the grid for two hours, come back. There's 57 messages. It can be overwhelming. Imagine, you know, what happens if an airline is saying, you know, if you have an issue, uh, come to us on WhatsApp, and then a flight get can gets canceled. But it's you know. I, Again, speaking from personal experience, I always found like, you know, 
and this is contra my own um, my own best interest, but I found it really distasteful to like just complain to a brand on Twitter. They really have to do something quite uh, egregious for me to do that. And um, people may, you know, maybe part of the allure of that is that you sort of shame the company into a response. Mm-hmm. So if you're messaging, but you know, if you're messaging them and they're not responding, then easy thing to do is take a snapshot of that and then post that to Twitter. Um, to me, it just seems like it's going, if you're on there, it's going to turn into a customer service channel yeah. and it's going to be hard to, to use it for marketing. So maybe, you know, maybe you find that it's sort of be interesting if like, you know, your standard, uh, uh, customer, uh, customer service center, instead of being people in cubes, there'll be people scattered throughout the world that are just, you know, waiting for people to text on the app. Yeah. Who knows? I I mean, so obviously a couple of advantages of personalization and localization because a lot of people are going to willingly give up those details to use the the apps, but that also makes me think that although Uber is clearly a big success story, it's, I mean, every company presents different, different marketing challenges. If you're, if you're messaging Uber, you just want a car where you are. You don't want to go through a catalogue of goods and select something. Right. I mean, it's, it's a very straightforward transaction in a way. <laughs> well, yeah, so, I mean, they're clearly trying to be a information service company, and they've argued that's what they are all along so that they can skirt some, <laughs> you know, some serious insurance uh, regis- uh, registration, uh, legislation, regulation, um, uh, situations that a taxi company, you know, should have to deal with. Um, and right now it seems like they're doing this sort of, um, independent apps for each service. Cause you could imagine how annoying it would be if I want an Uber. Okay. Do you want, do you want the Uber to pick you up a hamburger on the way? Do you want the Uber to schedule? But I also think we're thinking of apps how they are now that like you need to call up a different app or like a lot and and I'm not a futurist so I don't know exactly how it's going to work out but it just seems like at the idea of a, a app offering multiple services is going to be much more intuitive mm-hmm. sometime in the future or maybe you know, it's nowhere near an app as we envision them today. Who knows? Okay, the new Vistas looking ahead. As always. Thanks as always. Uh, all right. Well, um, so do you want to do you want to highlight uh, the guests that are coming up? I know you talked about one, or you want to yeah, keep the rest. I, I will simply highlight the fact that we do have some guests coming up. Some people working in uh, in different space in marketing technology over the next two or three weeks. I won't list the names now because many a slip between cup and podcast, but uh, hopefully we'll have some fresh voices for you. Yes. Uh, so, uh, as always, we'll, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks.